Welcome to Nathan's School of Thought. I'm Nathan Walker, Global Performance Coach, here to share principles gleaned from decades of teaching, training, and coaching on four continents. Whether you're a senior executive, salesperson, new parent, military leader, artist, musician, head of a nonprofit, or a student, it doesn't matter who you are, only who you can become. Join me each week to have your brain flipped upside down as we move together toward a happier, healthier, and much more productive life. Hello, my friends. The other night I had an experience that scared me half to death. I was copying some files to backup drives and decided to deduplicate the main drive. Meaning, I knew I had some duplicate files on there, and I used a familiar program to make sure I only had one copy of each. I wasn't worried because I had copies on a backup drive. So off I went. Now, it might help you to know that it was about 2 in the morning and I had been working on restoring some failed hard drives for several hours. So I was really tired. I don't know what mistake I made. I'm not even sure I could replicate it. But instead of just removing duplicate files, somehow the program removed about 80% of the originals. I wasn't too worried about it. When I discovered what had happened, I simply went to the backup drive. It, too, was missing 80% of the files. Then I was really scared. But, wise man that I am, I thought, this is no big deal. I will go to my redundant backup. And you already know what happened. It was missing from the redundant backup. I still don't know what happened. But I nearly panicked. No, I probably actually panicked. I found myself literally crying and praying for help. There had to be something that could be done to get those files back. Those were compositions, arrangements, recordings that I had, things that I had created, a soundtrack that was distributed in several countries, 30 years of work as a musician. Gone. I had the thought or impression that I should check one of the drives that I was replacing. This was all part of one of those deals where you buy a new drive and you end up having to move everything on six of them. Lo and behold, the file that I had intended to delete on an old drive that was on its last legs was the file that contained all of my music. It took several hours for those files to copy across, but I was so grateful. As I looked through the music that had been miraculously restored, I found an arrangement that I had been working on an orchestration to. And I thought, boy, I really need to finish this. I had intended to give it to my family as a gift on Christmas Day about three years ago, or so I thought. When I looked at the file origination date, I had started that project in 2008. At the time of this podcast, it's now 2022. It had been a little more than three years. Sometimes I tend to start projects and never get them finished, just as I had done with this song. Many of you will understand what that's like. When I think of how many hobbies I had, how many things I've wanted to do over the years, so many things that I intended to get done, a song I started for my daughters that I really was going to finish, 
a gift that I gave my dad for his birthday, some custom leather work that I had done, except that I hadn't done it. I had started it. But I promised I would finish it within a month and and he could hang it on his wall. I didn't finish it within a month. I had a figure carving of a bear that I was doing on leather. I had another one that I started and finished 80% of. It was a figure carving, a very large one, of a tiger in a jungle surrounded by bamboo on a piece of leather. It's beautiful. Or at least, it will be beautiful when it's finished. I thought about the bins of cables that I had in my studio. In the closet of my studio, I have been carrying around for, (laughs) this is really pathetic, For 30 years, three very large bins full of cables that needed repaired or little pieces of equipment from a company called Ultimate Support that I might put together to make a really nice stand for some equipment or replacement parts for other gear in the studio. 30 years. Heavy, heavy bins that people had to help me carry around for 30 years that took up tons of space. Guess how many times... I repaired a cord, used one of those parts, or found a replacement. I think maybe one time I found a bolt that I could use. It wasn't worth carrying bins around for 30 years. We do have Amazon, you know. I could have purchased one and had it at my house before I even decided which bin it might be in, let alone the days it would take me to sort through. We know about physical hoarding, but some of us do quite a lot of mental hoarding. I talked to my coach about it. Now, you know that I coach people for a living, at least part of my living. A coach without a coach is like a doctor who doesn't believe in doctors. When I mentioned those bins of cables, she challenged me to throw them away. I thought, I can't throw those away. What if I need them? I've, I've needed to have those away. No, I've actually needed them almost never. She promised me that if I threw them away... I would feel an incredible sense of relief. And so, with fear and trepidation, I hatched a great plan, and I threw them all away. It took four weeks because I had to fill the garbage bin four times. But it was all gone. I can't even describe how much lighter I felt. I was just giddy. A huge weight had been lifted from my shoulders. Mental hoarding weighs something. Just as physical hoarding takes up space, mental hoarding takes up space inside of our minds and inside of our hearts. Holding on to the undone, or the should have done, or the shouldn't have done, much of our mental hoarding is piled high from floor to ceiling with regret, with only narrow pathways in between. Regret is not your friend. Regret should be held on to only long enough to remind us to re-examine what we will do right now, today. That's as long as we should hold it. Marinating in misery destroys everything good. Some of our mental hoarding is based on fear. It's not uncommon for a person to have so many situations that trigger a fight-or-flight response in them that they mentally store them in their minds. On occasion, I have talked to people who were in such a state of fear that that's really all they could focus on. Every conversation brought up something fearful. Every situation, every get-together, every event 
every discussion of politics, religion, family life, or anything else ended with some nod to what we should be afraid of, to what we should be worried about. Storing such things in our minds is a form of mental hoarding. It saps our energy, decreases our immunity, and makes us vulnerable to every sort of bias toward fear. Some of our mental hoarding can be positive. Not that the hoarding itself is positive, but that the things that we cling to are. A great example of something that involves both physical and mental hoarding is keepsakes. Have you ever met someone who had so many keepsakes they were running out of places to put them? I was talking to a friend about this the other day, and my friend said that what he really needed was more space. I suggested that maybe what he really needed was fewer things. But how can I get rid of those things that are such sweet memories to me? Easy. That's why your phone has a camera on it. Go ahead and use it. Just remember to back the photos up. Ask me how I know. Sometimes it's not the object itself, but just the reminder of the experience that we need. Save the retention of actual physical keepsakes for a precious few items. And take pictures of the rest. It can be very helpful when you're going through this process to write captions near the pictures so that you are reminded of the time, place, feelings that you had, and who was present. Even clinging to keepsakes can be a form of fear. We're afraid we'll forget the memory. We're afraid of letting something go, thinking that somehow we fail to honor it if we don't have the physical representation of it right in front of our faces. But that's not the case at all. Sweet memories travel with us, no matter where we are and no matter who we're with. When we take steps to preserve them and learn from them, then the things we store in our minds are beautiful. If we really examine why it's difficult to let something go, whether it be positive or negative, whether we think we are mentally hoarding it or not, it's always either clinging to the past or being afraid of the future. When we choose to live in the now, which takes practice, we stop hanging on to those things that make us believe the past was somehow better than the future will ever be. That's simply not true. The future holds great promise. Many of you are undoubtedly familiar with Mari Kondo, a Japanese organizing consultant, TV show host, and author. Some of you have probably seen her on Netflix in the show Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, or maybe you've read her book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. She is really on to something. Listen to what she has to say about what I have called mental hoarding. Quote, Your past will become a weight that holds you back and keeps you from living in the here and now. To put things in order means to put your past in order too. It's like resetting your life and settling your accounts so that you can take the next step forward. The space in which we live should be for the person we are becoming now, not for the person we were in the past. Unquote. I urge you to avoid the temptation to cling to the past as something that needs to be completed, changed, reordered, reinterpreted, or especially 
regretted. Instead, look forward. Live in the now and decide what you can do today that will move you toward where you would like to be. Allow God to work in your life and help you become something different than what you are now. Never be afraid of becoming a new creature. That is one of the greatest experiences of mortality. We can become something we have never been before. Think what we have never thought before. Experience what we have never experienced before. And especially, gather wisdom that we have never had before, nor could we have gained it were it not for the experiences we passed through, whether good or bad. Wisdom, experience, renewal, peace, and optimism for the future live in the new space we create when we stop mentally hoarding and look forward with faith. I encourage you to do it. It's a beautiful thing. If I can help you do that, let me know. Go to natewalkercoaching.com and click the contact link. Until then, look forward with anticipation for what your life is about to become. We'll talk again soon.